0: Welcome to the podcast where we answer the question, that's healthy? This is your host, Hope Brandt. Social media has really done a doozy on our perception of health and wellness, and I want to help set the record straight. Quick fixes and fad diets, unachievable beauty standards, extreme fitness challenges that leave you more broken than when you started? I'll pass. Taking ownership of your choices, treating your body and mind with respect. Filling your life with things and people that lift you up instead of tear you down. Yeah, that's healthy. And that's exactly what you'll find here. Let's start the show. Hi, and Happy New Year. Welcome to the podcast. I am so excited to be starting 2024 with you. I just have a feeling it is going to be a great year. And I hope you're feeling that way too. Let's kick off this year of podcasts talking about a highly requested topic. I am going to be talking about sleep, or rather, lack of sleep, how that affects your appetite, and kind of going into more practical considerations. You know, we're not always going to be living in ideal circumstances, right? So as I'm talking about this, know that if you're not getting an ideal amount of sleep, that's okay. It might just be the season that you're in. It's the season that I'm in right now. (laughs) I'm waking up, you know, about every three hours, feeding my baby, having my sleep cycles interrupted. But I am continuing to focus on the things that I can control and know that not one single factor is going to make or break you in the pursuit of your goals. But I do want to talk about sleep because if you are in a season of life where you can prioritize sleep and you can probably for most of us concentrate on getting a little bit more sleep, then that can lay the foundation for Basically, (laughs) your entire life to feel easier um, and for it to feel like it's taking less effort, um, for you to be feeling better levels of sustained energy throughout the day, for your appetite to be regulated, for your cravings to be decreased. All of these things are influenced by the amount of sleep that we get. So, let's talk about sleep and really. The ideal amount of sleep we should be striving for is between seven to nine hours. I read a study that said seven hours and 45 minutes is that, you know, pinpointed ideal sleep time. Some studies cite a higher amount of sleep than that, that is ideal, up to nine hours. So, really looking for definitely in between that seven to nine hours of sleep. Overnight is what is going to be an ideal amount of sleep for you to not only feel your best the next day, but for your body to function optimally. So, what happens when you are not getting that ideal amount of sleep? And if you're getting anywhere less than six hours per night, then you're in danger of feeling the effects of a lack of sleep. So, when I've had these days, And I know that I haven't gotten enough sleep for my body to be functioning optimally for me to feel my best the next day. You know what? Sometimes it happens, right? But I think it's important to be aware of the effects that this can have because continuing to go about your day, either not being aware of these effects, so then you're not really in control of deciding about how to mitigate those effects is not going to best serve you. So while, you know, if you get under six hours of sleep, you're not going to be able to magically make your body function as if you did get that ideal amount of sleep, (laughs) you can be aware of the effects and you can still be in control of your behavior and your decision-making process. But I think it's important to know that It's going to feel more difficult and you might feel increased cravings. You might feel increased appetite and you may feel like your willpower is depleted. So let's discuss these things. When you are sleep deprived, your body is lacking energy. So, an easy way for your brain to attempt to remedy that deficit in energy is to ask for. More calories. (laughs) This is accompanied by first increasing your appetite. So, a lack of sleep, specifically in this study, less than five hours per night, increases ghrelin, the hunger hormone, by 15%, and it decreases leptin, your satiety hormone, by an equal amount. So, if you are getting under five hours of sleep per night, you're appetite is going to feel stronger the next day. This is a legitimate effect. This is something that is caused by hormonal fluctuations in your body. Your hunger hormone, ghrelin, is produced by your stomach, in your stomach, and then it sends those hunger signals to your brain. So your brain is going to be receiving increased hunger signals due to the increased production of ghrelin throughout the day. Next, your leptin levels. Leptin is a hormone that is secreted by fat cells in your body and that makes you feel full. So this is also an effect of someone being very, very lean. If you have a very low body fat percentage, it can be very hard to maintain because your body doesn't have enough fat cells um, or full fat cells to be producing leptin, which is the satiety hormone. So Fun fact there, you need an appropriate amount of body fat to be able to regulate your appetite and your hunger hormones. But anyway, back to sleep. Your hunger hormones are increased and your fat cells decrease the production of leptin. um, So less of that hormone reaches your brain, again, signaling for you to eat more frequently and more calories. So In addition to this increased appetite by this change in hormone production, you can also expect to experience stronger cravings for calorically dense foods when you are sleep deprived. And this absolutely makes sense because high fat, high carbohydrate foods, you know, things like chips, baked goods, sweets, pizza, burgers, fries, chips and queso. All of the craveable things, those are the easiest way that your body knows to provide it with energy. Calories are energy. And when you're sleep deprived, your body is going to be asking for foods that are calorically dense. Your brain is trying to help you, but it can feel like sabotage if you're not aware of what's going on and you don't have these realistic expectations set. When you can wake up that morning and realize, okay, I did not get enough sleep last night. What is my day going to look like? What is it going to feel like? What can I expect? And how am I going to mitigate these effects of a lack of sleep? Okay, and then (laughs) the kind of third prong on these detrimental effects of a lack of sleep. So not only are you going to legitimately have an increased appetite, you're going to be probably experiencing heightened cravings for calorically dense foods but a lack of sleep also lowers your inhibitions and enhances your impulsivity so that makes it harder to adhere to you know a nutrition plan or to make choices that you would normally make out of commitment to your goals when on top of that, you're dealing with an increased appetite and increased cravings. So we have this tendency when we are lacking sleep to make the impulsive choice to, you know, just say, you know what, screw it. I'm going to go out for dinner and eat the burger and fries instead of coming back home to the groceries that I had prepped and ready to make for dinner tonight. So these are really interesting effects of a lack of sleep. And this is why if you are able to prioritize sleep, then it actually does make your effort in adhering to any type of nutrition goal that much easier um, because you're not going to be dealing with these effects like increased appetite, increased cravings, and increased impulsivity in your decision making. Okay, so another just practical consideration to think about when you are weighing (laughs) the benefits of going to bed earlier, getting enough sleep, sleeping less when you're getting less sleep, that inherently just means you're awake for more time, right? (laughs) And typically, um, when we have an, an issue with going to bed, you know, this is, When you have the ability to determine your own bedtime and your own wake time, not necessarily in a season of, you know, having a newborn baby or having to get up super early for a job or outside commitments. If you are in a season where you have pretty much full autonomy in creating your bedtime and your wake time, you're typically going to have more of an issue going to bed earlier than waking up early. Typically, you know, most of us go to a job or we have somewhere to report in the morning that forces us to kind of (laughs) get up in the morning. So I think going to bed early enough is where most of us struggle. So if you're sleeping less, you're awake more and typically late at night. So this just gives you more time to eat <laughs> more time to make choices that you might not even have the option to make if you're already asleep at that time. So this is basically the opposite of time restricted eating or fasting, right? So how fasting works and why some people swear by it for being able to produce fat loss results. It's just time restricted eating right? It shortens the amount of time during your day that you have the option of eating food if you are following a fasting regimen, right? There's no magic to it. It doesn't even increase autophagy, which is like the death and clearing out of old cells, which a lot of people kind of tout as this unique benefit to fasting. You get that same benefit just eating within A calorie-restricted diet. So eating in a sustainable calorie deficit, even if you're not fasting, you can still experience those same results if you are eating fewer calories than you are burning per day. But this is how fasting works. It shortens your time window so that you're consuming fewer calories, which puts you in a calorie deficit, which leads to weight slash fat loss, depending on the macronutrient ratio that's going on there. So With (laughs) not getting enough sleep and just staying up later, this is like the opposite of time-restricted eating. You're creating more time for you to be awake and hungry and eating. So just looking at it from a practical sense, this is also why a lot of times people who get less sleep or just getting less sleep in general is correlated with more unwanted weight gain and higher body fat percentage. So with all those considerations in mind, I don't think anyone is questioning (laughs) whether or not getting enough sleep is a good thing. We all know that getting seven to nine hours of sleep per night is going to be the thing that would be most beneficial not only for our overall health But also uh, to help with any efforts that we have in making body composition changes or adhering to any dietary or lifestyle changes that we're trying to make. No one (laughs) is, uh, I don't think those effects can be denied. So, again, if you are in a season of life where it's just not going to happen that you're getting seven to nine hours of uninterrupted sleep at night, this is not going to ruin your efforts or keep you from making progress. But setting realistic expectations around this will absolutely help. So first, the expectation is, okay, this might feel harder. And some days it absolutely will. Some days maybe it won't. But having those expectations set helps you be able to Stay committed when it does feel hard and then be pleasantly surprised (laughs) when things feel like they're actually going well. I think a lot of times when we fall or we lose commitment to our goals, it's because we haven't set the proper expectations for what the process is going to feel like. And if you go into something thinking that just because you want it, that you're going to feel like taking that action every day, that's going to set you up for failure because those are very unrealistic expectations. Any goal you set, even in the most ideal circumstances, chasing that goal is going to feel really hard, I would say, the majority of the time. And having that expectation set, you're already ready to push through the hard times, that inevitably will help you stay committed and help you reach that goal rather than if you're thinking it'll feel easy, um, you're not prepared for when you hit those hard times. So the importance of realistic expectations <laughs> is something that I harp on all the time, but it really applies across the board with any goal that you set, not just you know looking at the effects of sleep in adherence to a dietary habit or a dietary goal. And then being aware so that you can use that awareness to make decisions that are aligned with your long-term goals. This is really the point of bringing you this information. It's not to say like, hey, you really need to get seven to nine hours of sleep per night, or you know, you're know, you not going to be able to achieve your goals. Is it ideal to get seven to nine hours of sleep per night? Yeah, we don't exist in a perfect world. So if this is not happening for you, knowing what is physiologically going on in your body and then having realistic expectations of how that's gonna present itself the next day is super important for you to be aware and then choose to make a decision that is aligned with your long-term goals despite it feeling difficult in the moment. So knowing that if when you've not got enough sleep, You may experience that increased appetite, increased cravings, depleted willpower. Knowing that when you wake up and not allowing those effects and those feelings to drive your decision making process, really having a plan in mind, knowing how you want to react when those feelings present themselves can go such a long way in helping you adhere. To the plan that you have set and achieve the long-term goals that you have so this <laughs> was a really quickie episode and you know we're not going down rabbit holes super in depth into the scientific research or anything but I think that these are the most important points to consider when we're talking about sleep appetite and then how that applies to your everyday life I also was Semi-recently on the Fit Body Happy Joints podcast um, that Dr. Shannon Ritchie produces discussing this very topic about, okay, what to do if you're in a season of life where you're not going to be getting this ideal amount of sleep. How does that impact your body composition goals? Can you still see progress? And I go into um, a little bit more detail on that podcast if you want to go listen to that episode as well I can link it in the show notes so thank you for listening and for being here and starting your new year with me I'm so excited to see what this year brings MK turns one this year (laughs) and let me just tell you that like I already know that it's gonna fly by so I am here just trying to live in the moment soak it all in and do my best to be grateful and honor the season that I'm in. So I hope you have a great rest of your day, no matter what time you're listening. And I'll be back in a couple weeks with the next episode. Happy new year. But wait, (laughs) before you go, I'd love it if you'd share this episode with a friend who needs it. And to make sure we stay connected, find me on social media at hopewell underscore health, or for more information about my nutrition coaching services, check out my website, hopewellhealth.online. And always remember you are smart, capable, and talented. You have what it takes. I'm just here to educate and encourage you along the way. Catch you next time.